We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, but today doesn't feel that way. We are divided in more ways than one, and the media and the powers that be all have their own agenda. The people of this great nation no longer care about the truth, they only care about the side they are on. At Poor360, I am trying to change that, by bringing you the facts and history so we can all learn something and make our own decisions. Tune in every Tuesday to be a part of that journey. What on earth is that? It's a Journey into Comics Network production! Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound of it. Brought to you by the power of the Journey into Comics Network. This is the Journey into Comics Podcast. The show that's 100% dedicated to everything nerd. With your hosts, the Podfather, Nate Phillips, the Podmaster, Brandon Stone, and the Journey into Comics Network stepdad, Tyler McLaughlin. Time to make the chimney chunks. Hey! Excellent! Finally. What did you do? And here we go. Can somebody tell me what kind of a world we live in where a man dressed up as a bat gets all of my press? This town needs an enema. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Journey into Comics. Today, Journey into Comics 306. Lights are back on. I'm Nate. Today, joining me, as always, my two favorite co-hosts in the entire world of podcasting. Welcome back once again, Podmaster Brandon Stone and the Journey into Comics Network stepdad. We know him and love him every single Monday right here on Journey into Comics. T.Y. How's it going, my friend? Daddy's back. The boy, the boys are back in town. That should we be... three kings. Yes. Ah. The boys, the boys are back. All as it should be currently. I love how if you look at us on the video right now, we're like three different versions of the same person. Brandon's got like very little facial hair. You've got a little different kind of facial <laughs> hair. I've got this like big thing. We're all wearing hats. One of our hats is normal. The other two are backwards. Like it's the just the ir- irony of our, our similarities is great. But I missed you guys is what I'm trying to get to. It was crazy week last week. We tried to make this exact thing exact same thing happened and the universe bitch slapped me and said no well it seems like every time there's bad weather in hammond like we might as well just count you out you pretty much like just historically it's like um you know it's weird like typhoons really aren't uh, a normal like weather pattern in uh indiana but it just so happens one hit hammond today uh, i'm getting pizza rolls and mac and cheese delivered live on the podcast currently man that's, that's the best is when you get food live on the show that's like a home fucking run living like uh, a king <clears throat> we three kings we're doing it yeah absolutely living it up like king but uh no you guys it was really interesting because i woke up and i was like oh i get to podcast this morning and i grabbed my phone to text you guys and the only thing i looked and noticed was our internet's out right now and i thought ah, it'll probably be like half hour 40 minute you know little delay something small and i'm in the bedroom and i'm kind of like it's really dark in here like 
unusually dark. I step out into the hallway. It's un- the fucking power is out. Oh, man. Come on. So had no power in the house. Didn't get it on until literally right when you guys had finished rapping. Like I sent a text like I'm getting ready to log in. And you're like, we just wrapped. And I was like, yeah. oh, crunched, you yeah. know, but uh, it, that wasn't the worst of the day, though, because like in the middle of the rain and all this craziness that's happening, I like go to the dr- the dryer and I feel it. And I'm like, it's wet. And V's like, oh, it's probably because I put my umbrella on there when I went outside for a smoke. And I was like, OK, but it's like puddles of water wet, like. How did you get that much water to come up off the umbrella? I'm like, something's not right. So I take my flashlight on my phone out, and I'm looking around, and I look up to the ceiling, and I see two separate little drips coming from our ceiling. And I was like, it really is just going to be one of those fucking days. And let me tell you, it really did be like that. There was one tiny plus to us having no power. Brando, do you know what that was? What was that? I finished most of the uh, well, actually, I listened to the rest of Symphony of Metallica and did all of the St. Anger stuff for our uh, rank them all show. So thing. Yeah. Hey, my Zoom still had power, baby. That's all that, <laughs> <laughs> that's all that mattered was the Zoom had power. Rocking so. up the Zoom. Now, before we get too far into the show, if you the, if this is your first time checking out the Journey to Comics podcast, do you guys self a favor? And go down and click that link down below. That's called our link tree. Because right there you can get to all the places that you can get to find us. Not all the places, but your some of the top podcast platforms are there. Of course, we're on your favorite one. Just search Journey to Comics Network. And also, there's a YouTube channel link to get the video version. And do yourself a favor. Trust me, you won't regret it. Go like our Facebook page. Because if you do that and you're a diehard JIC fan, this episode goes live early on Sunday nights, about 6 o'clock, in a premiere, and you can get it early. So just getting the plugs out there early. You can and watch you get me- to see our beautiful faces. Yeah. You can watch me eat pizza rolls 24 it's, hours earlier. It's a huge win for everybody involved. So so before we also start into some of the news, I got something to unbox here. Oh, wow. This is different and new on the show. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, well like we have, we have video, so we can do this. I also don't have anything sharp. <laughs> I didn't. Plan He's like, on this. I, I can unbox this. I just can't get past the tape. <laughs> I'm um, I'm unboxing pizza rolls. There you go. Is that Catalina dressing mm. or French? French. It's like a monocle esque French. You got it. Yeah, it was. Uh, that's the way. It looked like Kraft. Yeah, the Kraft French is the cheapest and most similar um, to <clears throat> Monocle's French dressing that yes. you could possibly get to. Western I, is really, really close, but it's got like too much pepper in it, so it's not the same. I love their Catalina dressing. That's something mm-hmm. that, I, that I've grown to love as well. I've almost got it. The tape has now decided not to rip, and so I have to rip. I told you that tape is going to kick your ass today. It is. The unboxing that never happened because the tape won. Box one. Brando, zero. Hmm. Uh oh, that facial expression looked confused. It is. It is just a tad bit confusing because the thing on top wasn't what I ordered, but this is. Hey, Did this you... is strange. You want another Metallica album? Oh, nice! Into Eternity, Stu Block's first band. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. This is the, the. I believe this is the first album he was on. Our good buddy Stu Block that was on an episode of 
What's your name? A voice of survival. Voice with of me. survival. He's the lead singer of Iced Earth. And this is the scattering of ashes. This is a badass progressive death metal record. Look, and, and can you see it? It's yeah. still sealed. Still sealed. Still sealed. I dig the album art. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, it's a badass album. Did they give you a free record? No, I ordered it. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Like on top. Yeah, I. There's, there's this. That's what I was asking. I don't know what this is. So they just gave that to you for frizzle. Yeah, and, and there's, there's nothing in it. <laughs> it must have just been for packing purposes, maybe to make sure that nothing happened to the, to the one you ordered. Yeah. Maybe it was like, uh, man, there's a comedian that's got a bit. I think it's from Saturday Night Live, but like, uh, like 80s or 90s Saturday Night Live. But it's like, here, take this pamphlet, throw it away for me. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember who it is. I do know that there's a there's a Mitch Hedberg joke. That's it. It's that, Mitch Hedberg that says like like when you're out there handing pamphlets, you're like here, you throw this away. <laughs> But what I will say, Nate, Nate, this is a joke that only you and maybe a few people who know us is actually going to get. This looks like Jesse Armstrong. It does. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Just give him the mohawk and one yeah, I less know. tooth. I, <laughs> right, yeah. No, but uh, all right. So why did I buy this record? Why did I unbox it? First off, I just want to shout out to our buddy, Stu. Great guy. One of the nicest Canadians you ever want to meet. Um, I mean, I mean, sure. they're all nice, but he's exceptionally nice, you know. It's like, it's not often that you actually get to become like kind of cool with, you know, an artist or like a singer of one of your favorite bands, you know, and me and Nate have had the, had the pleasure of doing so. And not only that, but he appeared on one of our podcasts just because we asked and that is, and he gave us like almost an hour of his time and that was awesome. You know, that's one podcast that was on this network that I wish I actually could have been on, but I did the prep and, that, and that's all I did. But. Why did I buy this? Well, I've been wanting to buy this album for a while. It's not necessarily expensive at all, but it's just one of those things. Like, ah, you know, I'm not buying stuff right now. They announced, in the uh, Into Eternity announced, The Incurable Tragedy, which is the second album Stu was on, that was never printed on vinyl, is getting a very limited, like 500 print run on vinyl. Nice. And it's coming out in, uh, in pink because it's, uh, you know, it's about cancer. And I ordered it because it was only going to be like 20 something dollars. I'm like, uh, yes, order, click, you know, limited run. I want that on vinyl because one, part of the reason why I never ordered it is that because I want the, at least the stew albums. Nate, I actually found the album before this up, up okay. in Hammond, uh, disc replay. Uh, really? Once. Yes, I did. It was just randomly. Uh, I, I went in there one time and they had it. But, uh, since I, I bought, I pretty much said, you know, Hey, sweetie, can I buy a record? Okay. Like, yeah. Like, how much? Like, $22. Sure, fine, whatever. So I bought the Incurable Tragedy one. And then I'm like, I wonder if I could find Into Eternity. The first one, yeah. Well, well, you know, Stu's first one on Discogs. I did. About the same price shipped. So I'm like, hey, hey, sweetie. Can I order another record? <laughs> she goes, okay. Like, what now? I'm like, it's the other one. And I found it. So, like, I actually ordered it two weeks ago. And uh, 
and it's fine. And it finally came in. It shipped from Anaheim. So nice. Uh, and and part of the thing that I liked about it is that it was still sealed, even though I'm gonna open it. The buying albums used. I've done it. There's a risk, but there is a risk. It's exactly, and it's just like you know what? If I can get it new, or they've said it's never been spun, and you have to just take them at their word and hopefully look at their rating and that they have a good seller rating. Uh, but if yeah, if you can get it brand new, that's always the best because then you're the first to spin it, and you're going to get the best quality out of the record unless you get unfortunate and buy one that's not a good pressing. But there, that no, there's no issues with this one like that I've heard of. Awesome. But yeah, it just I was expecting that yesterday. And so I was in such a rush to get back here and get the show started that I asked if the record came. She said yes, so I just grabbed it and brought it back here with me. And that was just an impromptu, hey, let's unbox this and show this off. You you wanted to do that with Last of Us too and couldn't. Yes, because she wouldn't open up the door. And because the baby was sleeping, she goes, I am not opening up that goddamn door and waking that baby up. I'm like, all right. <laughs> It's like Nudie Magazine Day. Oh, I know. I know. Nudie Magazine Day. <laughs> Nudie Magazine Day. Uh, but no, it's really I good. I want to fight that penguin. Oh, my gosh. That freaking <laughs> penguin. You know, that penguin has, is causing a lot of trouble uh, this year. He, he's out there, and he, he's getting into trouble everywhere. This year hasn't been a very good year, has it? No, it keeps getting worse, and I feel like every every time I talk to somebody, they have more bad news. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I know. Uh, okay, so uh, specifically, Brandon has unfortunate news in his yeah. more recent life. Yeah, my grandma died, man. Yeah, sorry to hear that, man. Yeah, it, um, I lost my dad in May. Now I lost my grandma in July. It's, it's been, you know, it's a tough year. Uh, I guess fortunately, grandma wasn't too unexpected, and and I yeah. don't want this to come off the wrong way. But I've almost had to make a certain peace with that over the last 10 years when she started to kind of decline in her health. Yeah, it's any moment, even you know, if it's 10 years. Well, you, well, and it's like she first, you know, she had some strokes and that was the beginning of it. And so you're just like, well, that you know, it could happen. I could get that call, you know. So in a very weird way, the, 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 the hardness of that emotion, I've kind of over time dealt with it as I've actually watched her deteriorate more. But, um, you know, you know, a couple weeks ago, I was over uh, visiting with my mom, getting some pictures of my dad, pre- you know, preparing for his funeral uh, because we had to delay it due to COVID and everything. Um, and she's like, hey, you know, we should probably go and do a window visit with grandma because she's kind of starting to take a turn for the worse. And uh, I'm like, oh, no shit, you know? And it's like, yeah, she's refusing her buzz- or refusing her Budweiser. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the laugh because that's supposed to no. be funny. Oh, uh, I, I, it's shocking because usually that's like a telltale sign of someone who, if like she's dr- always drank a Budweiser, like one Budweiser a day or something. Uh, okay, so here's the thing. Ever since I've known that woman, sure. Uh, as soon as the afternoon hits, like after her nap, Budweiser gets cracking. <laughs> granny. And it's even to the point where we would occasionally take uh beer runs up to Watsika. Um there was a gas station play a big huge gas station there and they would get they would stock up on Budweiser. I don't know if it was like on a better deal there, but literally it would be 30 you know a case of 30s 
in the trunk and they had like the cooler that you would expect at like a bar. You, mm-hmm. you know, it, it opened, but they had like maybe five or four different like sides that just open and you reach down in it and you, and you would just grab and it would be like, I don't know, like six feet wide. And they, they had it plugged into the garage and they just had a bunch of beer in there and, you know, and some sodas for the kids, but bunch of bud. And so, yeah, when she got put in the nursing home in 2016, they kept a six pack in the fridge at the nursing home for grandma. And she got That's like, awesome. and they gave her like two a day. And, you know, so she's getting her buzz on every day. And then when mom would go see her, you know, she would, you know, they would go sit outside and she, mom would sometimes take her an extra one. And then uh, also going to Thanksgiving, Christmas, we would well, check her out of the nursing home and we would have our, our family stuff. It used to be at their house, but then, well, we had to sell the house. Right. So then we started having it at the local Lions Club there in town and there's a bar. And as long as you keep tab and you keep leave money. They don't care. In fact, it's such a small town, they will find you. You know, it's not that they know who you are. And I just, it, it you know, my grandma had the strokes and it, and it affected her ability to communicate, which was a little frustrating sometimes, even for her and for anybody. But um, there, she'd always be alert. Because I, I specifically remember this one time, you know, she had had a few already, but I, I just know whenever we would check her out and go to these family functions, she was getting lit. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, my cousin's like, Grandma, I'm getting a beer. You want another one? And you, she'd be like, yeah, get me one. It instantly, <laughs> it's like, she's on it. The moment you mentioned another beer, yeah. <laughs> so uh, so when I heard that she was refusing her beer, I was like, oh, this is, this is, this is serious. Yeah. You know, just like Nate said, you know, uh, that happens. <laughs> you, you start refusing the things that you normally do. And that was just a few weeks ago that we went and saw her and, d- and did the window visit. We were outside the building and she was on the inside and, and had to do it that way. But uh, then I talked to my mom on, on Wednesday and, and she was like, I'm glad you called. I was just getting ready to call you. You know, she had taken another turn for the worse and they found her unresponsive that morning. And so they put her on morphine and she was kind of in and out. Uh, would kind of reply, but mostly, you know, laying there and her breathing got labored. And literally my mom was on her way back over to sit with her and she was there and then she went. And so like within an hour and a half later, my mom called me back and was like, yeah, she's gone. Mm. So Damn. she, she was 90 years old. She lived a great life. It's uh, a great ass round. And, uh, you know, she gets, day will keep the doctor away. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that no shit. Um, but, you know. I'll practice that, too, but not with Budweiser. You know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look at this guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, you know, like, I love you know, I love my grandma. I love her to death. She helped me give, you know, she helped give me a great childhood. You know, when I, when I was growing up, I spent a lot of summers out there at the farm. And, I, and I'll never forget that. That's a bit permanent fixture of my past that will never go away. That's you know. the farmhouse that um, that burnt. Yes. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. In so, uh, 2005. Like, yeah. I remember. I do. I definitely remember that, man. Uh, no, it's it's sad, and um, to talk a little bit about how you have preemptively been grieving for ten years. Kind of. Yeah. Like, I, I, it's not you, constant, but it's just I'm start preparing myself for the inevitability. 
you know, as the loved ones get older, um, as she started, you know, having like some strokes, had a had couple and then kind of slowly started going downhill, I kind of thought she would go. And then grandpa went first and then a few other people have gone. And I'm just like, man, she's just too darn stubborn. But the real sad thing is, is that I, she kind of wanted to go, you know, a long time ago. In fact, I, I know she loved Ralph, my grandpa. She loved him and missed him so much. I think there's a part of her that kind of wanted to go before him, you know. So she wouldn't she have, to have to grieve losing him. him. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, and so that, but that didn't get to happen. And so I'm just very happy that, you know, and, you know, in a sense that she kind of has gotten what she's wanted and she's moved on and she's, you know, in some way with him again. And, you know, she doesn't have to, you know, when we went and saw her, the hardest part was her getting upset that she wanted to get out of there, mm. you know? And I, as far as like, what did that mean? Does that mean just leave, take her and leave or to come outside? Probably. But it's like, you know, we couldn't, you know, we couldn't go see her. I, you, know, I, you know, I couldn't give her a hug. You know, the last time I actually got to see her in person was uh, Christmas. You know, we were going to get together for her uh, 90th birthday in March, but then right, it was right in the middle of March. And that's when we had the quarantine. So, fucking Rona, man. I know. And, it, it, you know, a, a lot of other people are having a similar issue with, with you know, with their families. Uh, you know, you, you, you got to remember, you know, there's a lot of people who have gotten sick and a lot of people who have passed. But there's also normal life continues and we don't get to do the things and grieve in the same kind of manner. Like it, you know, people live and people die normally during a pandemic and it just makes that process even more complicated, you know, I, to even have to go through it twice though. in one pandemic has got to be, <laughs> Fucking yeah, unbelievably stressful, man. But I and I and to kind of get back to talking about stress a little bit, when you're talking about the grieving process, the 10 year buildup of all that she went through, there has to be and, and you've had a couple days to reflect now, as this is Monday, technically more days than what you've actually experienced currently. But like, there has to be a level of like, relief that she's not hurting, that yeah, she's not sad, absolutely. that she's not having her own grief and dealing with it that she doesn't have to be around for the stupid bullshit that's still happening in our country like mm -hmm. there has to be i mean there is a little bit of light in that situation that death isn't always light but sometimes you can find a, a glimmer of hope yeah well and also um you know this one was a little bit less unexpected you know with my dad it was completely unexpected i mean the hints were there and, and in a, in a very weird way, I kind of in the back of my mind prepared myself for a phone call to happen after a couple of years ago, I got a phone call with him going to the hospital and it got real bad. And it was the same kind of thing that eventually took him. So in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, now this is a possibility. This could happen, you know, and, 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 and you push that aside. You don't want to think about that kind of stuff. You know, I'm not that macabre. I'm not going to sit here and just think about all the different ways I could get phone calls about my family members perishing. But it's also, you know, not like what it's not to the point where I I would be completely 100 percent surprised by it. You know, thankfully, with what with my dad, it was still surprising because it was just quick. 
And with grandma, it's been, it's been 10 years, but it's also like just a few weeks ago, there was some hints that, okay, the things are kind of going south here and it could go south even further. So I had a little bit of time, like, all right, you know, let's get, you know, my mind, okay, I'm probably going to have to, you know, lose two people very, very close to me very, very, you know, soon or, or close to each other. And that's, that's hard sometimes to just put, grasp yourself onto, uh, not even just like during a pandemic, but just in, in, in like in normal, you know, nor, in, in like a normal hood, normal hood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> normal, normal circumstances. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, no, I, I hate the death monster. I think that if we could all avoid that, that would be cool, but obviously we can't. Um, well, the sad, the sad thing is that as we get older, you know, you and Brandon are both a little bit older than me, but we're both all very, very close in age. You know, as, as we get older, you know, this becomes more and more a part Common. of life. Yeah. yeah. Yep. When, when you were a kid, Brandon, did you, did you always call her grandma or did you have a nickname? That was grandma. Like, yeah. It was always like, grandma. Like my grandma, uh, I call her grand. I've always called her grand. She didn't want to be called grandma, but, uh. This one's for you, Grandma. It's not a Budweiser, but it's close enough. You know what? If I had one, uh, cold, I'd be cracking one too. But it's like sitting on my kitchen table, and I'm not about that life. No. <laughs> Ooh, one slimy Budweiser. I know. God no. I. It's not. Even, it's not even a Bud. It's a Miller Lite that I've used for just like cooking, uh, cooking brats or something like that. But it's yeah. like, it, I mean, I'm not. I'm so. I'm such an infrequent beer drinker. That's. I bought a six pack like three months ago when I cooked brats and it's still on my damn table. You're like, I still got five and a half of them. Yeah, but like <laughs> she wouldn't want me to drink it warm either. You know? <laughs> oh man. Get your head on your ass boy and drink it right. Yeah. Uh, man, I don't even know where to like go. I mean, I guess, okay. So there's big sad story. I guess I'll follow it up with, I have a quite comical story and how doomed we all are. Okay. So we ordered pizza last week, like it was like last Saturday. So it would have been the day before we had the blackout drama, which caused me to miss the show because my mm -hmm. whole thing was like that night as the pizza drama is happening. I'm laughing, going, I cannot wait to tell this story. So and this is and this is House of Pizza. Oh, yeah. The, the House of Pizza. The House of Pizza. The House. Usually we call and usually they like already know us they're like need the cup of pizza sauce on the side no biggie wanting green beans today yes or no no, no biggie okay we'll be there in an hour that, and it's that, cup of, that cup of pizza sauce is not something to shake a stick at because i'm not normally like a marinara on the on the side kind of guy but something about that sauce b fucking sold it and like it's the real deal what you got brandon green beans <laughs> thank you that's where i was gonna go next <laughs> yeah fried green beans i Oh, oh, fry green beans. Okay, I'm not, on board. No, just straight up green ass beans. <laughs> I, I want a, I want a basket of beans. I'm on board because when you said green, you just said green beans, and I'm thinking like you know country cooking. Like here's my here's my pizza pie with the side of green beans. I steamed your green beans. Here you go. Uh, fresh fresh nap this morning. <laughs> Dude, real quick, I sure. bet I bet fried green beans would be a fantastic pizza topping. Oh, oh, sure. that's oh man! Mm. Next time we get it, I'll just put it on the cheese pizza. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Uh, and that's why you need to watch the video version of the show right there. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hit you with that old razzle dazzle every now and then. (laughs) (laughs) Elevator going down, pew. Uh, So V calls the house of pizza and the girls trying to take the order. I'm dying already. (laughs) He was doing this shit to me last week, and I'm trying to keep a straight face. Doing the whole uh Austin Powers elevator and I told him to do the canoe. That's <laughs> why you need We're to watch the video fun. version. That's oh. why you need to watch the video version, guys. YouTube, search Journey to Comics. Also go to Facebook, search Journey to Comics. Bingo. So I hear V on the phone and she is saying the order. Then the lady goes, Okay, what's your address? She says the address. Long pause, long pause, long pause. And then V starts busting out fucking laughing on the phone to the person who's taking her order. So finish up everything. You know, she orders the pizza and she's like, I just pissed them off. And I was like, what happened? And she's like, it's great. I can't wait to tell you. She's like, so I said our address, which is Nebraska Avenue. For those of you who don't know, I'm not going to give out the exact number because I don't want crazies, but Nebraska Avenue. And she said when she said that, the girl had a long pause and she heard her cover the phone and go, hey, how do you spell Nebraska? (laughs) So we were just thinking, oh, this is funny by itself. Like she just doesn't know how to spell Nebraska. Our country's doomed. This like 19 year old girl or whatever can't spell Nebraska. We're fucked. We get the receipt. And V's like, I bet she put an A in Nebraska, right? Mm -hmm. It's so much worse. She spelled it. N-A-S-B-R-A-S. Nasbras. Nasbras. So one of the very first times I, I drove up to your house, Nate, uh, up there. Uh, yeah. After we, you know, started doing the podcast and everything, we had our Google Maps. And she said it wrong. She didn't say, turn right on Nebraska Avenue. She said, Nebraska Ave. I don't even. Not old Braska, Nebraska. (laughs) You know, it's funny that you bring this up because not 24 hours ago, I watched a whole compilation video of. You know, like those uh, like game shows where a guy walks around with a mic and it's like, hey, answer this question and I'll give you a prize. Yes. Yeah. This guy's walking around uh, like it was a compilation because it was all the different locations that this guy has done it. So like a couple of the different like really popular beaches in California, Florida, a lot of places in the Midwest, like, you know, by the bean in Chicago. And it's like, hey, uh, in the United States uh, or I'm sorry on the uh, American flag, how many stars are there and what do they represent? Oh, no. Not in that. I mean, it was like a a 30 minute long compilation, not like maybe 10 people out of uh, 25 different cities answered it correctly that there's 50 stars representing 50 states. And the majority of the people, when they were, when they were asked to follow up a question, how many states are in the United States of America? A lot of people our age and slightly older think that there's 52 states in America because I of think, 
Puerto Rico and Washington, D.C. <clears throat> but those aren't states recognized currently. They're those not, are they're territories. Yes. They're territories right now. And now, granted, Puerto Rico should be levied and become a state. I think that's fair. D.C. should also be a state. D.C. should also be a state. That's fair. But right now, they are not states, so you cannot call them states. It just doesn't work. And and this isn't Pluto. It hasn't been removed as a planet and added back and then removed again. And it, it's not like you can say, well, Guam is a part of America. Guam. Guam is a territory of the United States, correct? Yes. yes it is. And you made every time someone mentions Guam, I think of Representative Johnson. <laughs> Hank Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> he talks that's that guy that talks really slow. Really slow. Really and, slow. And oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I've got a nope. You keep talking. I'm gonna find this shit but, and we're gonna play it on but, the air. So, all right. We're not so, gonna get copyrighted because it's from C SPAN. All right, so yeah. go ahead, go ahead, Nate. Uh, House of Pizza, Nasbraska or Nasbraz, no, Nasbraz, Nasbraz. And um, we just stared at it, man. And like, I think about it, and I think about what we're gonna become because now, and and not that this is bad, I, and I think multiple different ways. I'm gonna say something that's gonna sound controversial, and when I say it, I want it to be uh, thought about before there's an immediate response. However. Coronavirus has single-handedly stopped school shootings. There is no school, right? Which creates a new idea. I know, of course. I mean, there's, yeah, there's, some, there's yeah. not going to be any school shootings if school's not in session. But but let me further that by saying, I mean, it's sad right now. It is, but right now there's a time where in 15 years you're going to have a generation of kids. Their parents had their best interest in mind. They kept them mm -hmm. home. They didn't send them to the slaughter. Uh, and you're also going to have parents who are choosing that same route who are bullying their kids and being evil and mean. So my hope is, is on the other side of coronavirus, we don't have a real outbreak of violence within the schools. Well, here's another thing to think about, too. I think this is I shared a thing not long ago that was if you were a, a teacher in America, now is your opportunity to get mm -hmm. uh get uh with uh parents and say look i will teach your children for 250 dollars a child for x hours or x amount of hours a day whatever basically privatize education in a way that it puts the power in the teacher's hand and not you know, the organization's hand, essentially, because, you know, teachers unions are great things. I'm a member of a union. I, I believe in, in unionized workforces. Uh, the teachers union's pretty fucked up because the education system's pretty fucked up. Um, you know, and if I, I think that with with all the negative to come out of coronavirus, now is the opportunity to say, well, I'm going to start my own school, essentially, and... Because the way that I look at it, it's no different than a daycare. I pay, on average, like my daughter's daycare, there's 200 kids maximum. Each one of those children pays a minimum of $200 a week. Minimum. So 200 times 200 is 40 grand a week. They pay their employees like 10 or 11 bucks an hour. So, you know, obviously their, their insurance a month is probably 20 grand a month or whatever, but still you're bringing in 40 grand a week. 
just for further mathers, that is 40, 80, 120, $160,000 a month, mm-hmm. which get to 10 months, that's 1.6 mil. Get to another two months, you're, you're, you're a million five business. You're making a million five hundred thousand dollars a year. So I think that would be, if I was a teacher, I would be looking at ways that I could loophole myself into opening a facility in that nature uh, to make some dough and to pr- fix a lot of the issues that the education system suffers from. We got to find, we got to, fi- we got to find ways around shit, you know? All right. I mean, yeah, I agree. Fully. All right. Are you ready to hear all about Guam? Hank Johnson. And, and Representative Hank Johnson, Democrat from the great state of Georgia, inquiring about putting more troops on military base in Guam. Guam. So we're going to let Hank take it away. This is a, uh island that at its widest level is, what, 12 miles from shore to shore, and at its smallest level, uh, or smallest uh, uh, location, it's uh, mm-hmm. seven miles uh, between one shore and the other. Is that correct? Uh, I don't have the exact uh, dimensions, but uh, to your point, sir, I think Guam is a small island. Very small is. island and about 24 <laughs> miles, if I recall, long. <laughs> My what favorite is, part of this is long, I can't hear anything that's happening. I can just yeah. at the least yeah. widest uh, place on the island. Oh, about 20. I totally expected about 12 to hear audio. Miles oh, I'm wide, sorry. Uh, and uh, uh, on the widest part so of the island. All the goodness. I was actually so playing it. Um, and That's why I was making I, silly faces. I played I it, how many and I forgot to put the video on the screen. It's over here on, on, on the primer, but, but you can know. hear it now. I so. don't have that uh, figure with me, sir. Oh, I can shit. certainly supply it to you if you'd like. Yeah, my, my fear is that uh, the whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and, uh, capsize. and capsize. <laughs> Uh, we don't anticipate that. The, uh, the Guam population, I think, currently about 175,000. And again, with 8,000 Marines and their families, it's an addition of about 25,000 uh, more uh, into the population. The whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and, uh, and capsize. Goodness. Uh, Hank John. We don't Johnson. anticipate that. The uh... oh yeah, absolutely. It, his biggest fear is that the whole island would become uh, overpopulated and capsize. <laughs> so then we wouldn't have to worry about Guam possibly being a state. It would be upside down. <laughs> I think that it's funny, though. I just realized that the people that were saying there were 52 states were technically wrong because by their theory, shouldn't Guam make it 53? That's what I was just saying. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, like, I not, really need I, I had to really peel that one back and get the juices. But not everybody uh, knows about Guam, though. That's such a. Realistically, most people don't know about Guam. <laughs> You're right. And neither does Hank Johnson. Nope. <laughs> 
<laughs> he doesn't understand man, how islands work. That man don't know nothing about Guam. Oh man, <laughs> that man is still in office. Yep. Bless him. Bless him. Oh, it just you know, we played that clip for you here on the show. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know how to line in audio for you guys to be able to hear it. It's not, okay. Not good at that yet. That has That's not something I've been able to figure out with internet calls. I know it's possible somehow, but there's other stuff. Go to YouTube and search Hank Johnson, and you'll find a video of like a compilation. But do not search you porn for Harry Johnson. <laughs> no, <laughs> yep, 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 you yep. will find something else. What? What? Okay, it's, so it's got it's got to be pretty simple because when I did when I was doing class over this way, mm-hmm. um. My instructor would play YouTube videos over Zoom. Oh well, then it's, it's got to be possible. Mm-hmm. It's got to yeah, be possible. He's just an old old man. He doesn't know how to do nothing. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if he could nothing. figure it out, if he could figure it out, then yeah, it's it it's it, it, it's got to be possible. Brando is now on a mission. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna figure this shit. I will. Out. Probably I, not by show's end. But no, 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 no. I'm not playing anything else. I just, you know what? He mentioned Guam, and instantly I was like, we have to play Hank Johnson. Because number one, I know Blaine listens to the show, and he's going to get a kick out of it. Number two, everybody else who does not know about Representative Hank Johnson needs to know about Representative Hank Johnson. He's got other stuff going on. Man, look at that. Um, That that was some serious like like, uh, Ace Ventura hair going on right there. Hat hair. But uh, no, you guys need to go check him out because uh, um, he, he had a zinger a while back going on. Uh, I, I think around the time of the uh, like the impeachment trial. Just go ahead and do us a big favor, uh, constituents of of Hank Johnson. Just go ahead and vote him out of office. Like pick pick someone else. We'll see. That's the thing. He has all these clips of him kind of being a being a goofus. But they're... he's from Georgia, isn't he? Yes. And he's a Democrat. That's why it is going to be tough to get Hank Johnson out of office because he holds a Democratic power in a red state. So get somebody who's like he's, Hank Johnson but doesn't think Guam can capsize. I'm just saying, I somewhere along this line, man, he has been. Uh, man, they love him. He impressed somebody. Yeah. He he tickled somebody's fancy. <laughs> bless bless his heart. As I, they say, I'm looking to see how long he's been in office now. Because now it's, it's got to be a long fucking time. I mean, okay, so he, he's I feel like it's only been like in the past six years. I don't I think mean, it's been that long. He's, I mean, I heard about him. Okay, he has been uh, Georgia's fourth congressional district representative since 2007. Okay, so longer than Thir- six years. 13 years. Yeah. And uh, he is 65. Nice. Good old 65. He's been in office. 52. Oh, he was 52 when he got into office. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I got you. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I've never, like, even when I was a kid, because originally my aspirations were to become a politician. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never, I've always disagreed with you have to be such and such age to be a politician, blah, blah, blah. I think 
I think really you shouldn't be over the age of 40 and everyone should do some sort of civil service from like the time that they're 18 until whenever. <clears throat> if everybody gave a shit, then we wouldn't have like stupidity um, happening. Well, we, w- we would have that for sure. Uh, but we wouldn't have like government funded sex cults. Like just fundamentally, I, th- I think those wouldn't exist. At that point, it would be better if we had actual people serving instead of just uh, career politicians. Yep. Uh, you should not be able to become a millionaire from becoming a politician. There you go. Because mm-hmm. now you've gotten rich off the backs of poor motherfuckers who will never be millionaires. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm a bit just make you a celebrity. I'm a bit back and forth uh, with my you know exact views. With some politicians, like you know, like Jesse Ventura was, but he had the right mind. He got elected. He served his duty. He didn't want to stay. He didn't want to do stuff. He's like, I did my thing. I'm out. I mm-hmm. I serve the people. I'm not Arnold. Yet. Arnold does. Arnold, when he talks about it, says the same kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and you know, it it's just that's the right mindset to have. Mm-hmm. But I mean, what we have is, uh. Systemic corruption, mm-hmm. and uh, that's why we have career politicians who spend their entire professional life in office, and then they do nothing else. And it's sad too because you know I, I could stand on the podium right now or stand, you know whatever on my soapbox and say you know you just have to have somebody strong of will and 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 strong of character to say nope i'm not i wouldn't be that type of politician Mm -hmm. but i'll I'll tell you right now um you know if i got elected let's say governor of indiana governor i love it that's that's reasonable you know i could run for for governor um let's say i get elected and then some some lobbyists trying to push some legislation in the state are like, Hey, I will give you $55,000 to ignore this line of legislation. $55,000 to ignore that. Can you change like three words and then I'll ignore it? Sure. All right. Good deal. Thanks. Thanks for $55,000. Um, okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to go sleep in my big house and then uh, wake up tomorrow and put a suit on and then uh, talk for a living. Okay, cool. All right. Thanks. <laughs> go ahead and go ahead and mail me that check. Oh, actually, go ahead. You can Venmo me that. Ooh. Venmo. There you go. That's new. Way of the future. That's the hip thing. Dude, I love Venmo. Venmo's fucking great. <laughs> but it's no. just, it's it's sad. Like, like you, you put it very plainly, but also... It, it, it's systemic corruption like from like there are good there are good politicians yeah um but that is that is very that uh, the amount is very very few uh, it, even fewer than what them than that <laughs> yes today on journey into poor 360 right well, <laughs> well i just read the other day that jeff bezos had 13 billion dollars in a single day to his fortune single day yep and how much of that did he pay taxes on? Probably zero. 
Probably. When do the guillotines come out exactly? Like, what's the, <laughs> where's the what's the tipping point now? The, the, the first like, step, the first step is to get off of social media, and then the next step is to get big bodies off of the couch. Uh, I'm I'm as guilty as anybody. I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna start the boogaloo if I'm the only one doing it. You you're not a, a lone boogalator. I am not. I'm not a solo. <laughs> I'm not solo boog. Uh, that's not, I'm not the solo boog. That's not my, that's my, not my standard operating procedure. Um, it, I mean, we just like, I don't know. I've, I've said it before. Like anytime I talk politics as much as like America, Americans think, you know, because of stereotypes and, and uneducation that the French or whatever the French are, you know, they have their stereotype, but those motherfuckers did it twice. Like, Hey, like you're starving us. Uh, you know, we don't like the bourgeoisie. Uh, <laughs> you probably, you probably want to stop starving us. Nah, no, nah, I'm gonna keep starving you. There's my stereotypical <laughs> French voice. Oh, 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 okay. Uh, well, I've got this thing called a guillotine. Oh, there goes your head, bub. It's gone. <laughs> Uh, all right. Anybody else want to feed us? No. Okay. We're just going to keep going here till we run out of people. Uh, yeah. I mean, they, they did it. They did it fucking twice. Maybe, they, maybe guillotines are too old school for this generation. Maybe we nah. need to just, we'll br no, bro, bring out the wood chippers and you'll see how quick <laughs> motherfuckers decide to switch their thinking. You yeah, should have motherfuckers maintain them. Don't care about maintaining them. Just rent them until they they're listen. They're going to be well oiled with human blood, right? I mean, you're going to have it the politicians sticky and, once it dries. And, but listen, the hope is you don't need to go and kill all the politicians with your wood chipper. You just got to use one or two, and then everybody else will be like, "I don't really think I want to go down with the wood chipper." That doesn't sound like a pleasant experience. See, but that's the same. That's the thing, though. Like, what do rats do when a ship starts to sink? They scatter. I mean, that's just what the politicians would do. They would just be like, "Nope, I, I, I don't support that policy." Uh, ignore the children that I keep in my basement. But uh, I don't, I don't support that policy. You almost did your uh, did a really good Mitch McConnell right there. Oh, thank you. Uh, I I can't do it with my voice right now. I'm kind of losing my voice. Well, uh, <laughs> but, stimulus. But what's funny is that you mentioned uh, uh, right before you mentioned the rats, I, and you were talking like uh, like like guillotines and like other ways. I had a, I had something and I'm trying to remember exactly what I had because <laughs> I lost it as we were talking. What, was it when we were talking about uh, Nick Maxson and I running for uh, office in, uh, for the presidential office and uh, me standing on the steps uh, to the Capitol building, immolating pedophiles, emulating, immolation, like I M M O L A T I N G, immolating them with a flamethrower. Okay, like burning them alive. Burning. Was it that? I'm about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could totally do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan. I made a joke yesterday, and the joke didn't go over so well. But I feel like it would go over with the conversation we're having now. So I'm gonna say it. Have either of you guys ever seen Casper, like 1996 or seven Casper? 
with uh, Christina Ricci, right? Christina Ricci, Devin Sawa's Casper. Yep. Yep, and yep, yep, yep. Okay, so you know, there's like the late, like the blonde lady, and then like her lawyer guy that are trying to like get the house or whatever, and they're like the villains of the movie. Mm-hmm. When they first meet Christina Ricci, they're like all hands on and like mushing her face and talking about how beautiful oh, yeah. she is. Yeah, they're touching. And, Okay, so literally, just without thinking, I was like, whoa, slow down your roll, Ghislaine. Like, chill out there, <laughs> Epstein. <laughs> you know? God damn it. And V looks at me, and she said, that's never going to be funny, and then started laughing immediately because <laughs> it is really funny. It's just bad. Oh, uh, well, you know, I mean, uh, our dear leader wishes her well, so. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, I bet mm-hmm. he does. I, and that's I what he said during when he was asked about woman. her. That's what he asked about her. He's like, ah, oh, you know, I met her and, you know, I wish her well. That tells you all With you a need big to know. Dot on her head. It just it just so happens that she's uh she's almost ready to start naming names. I shared that like two days ago, so she'll probably be dead by Sunday. So there you go. Uh, before this airs, then so R.I.P. Galen. Is that what we're saying on this episode? Yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> Predicting I'm say, the future. Well, I'm not gonna say R.I.P. because uh, she trafficked thousands of children true um but uh rotten pieces unfortunately i wish you could have talked more sorry you're out of time yikes they're gonna trace her death back to this podcast and be like what the fuck and look we're on zoom we couldn't have done it (laughs) we have our alibi for a second, I thought you said, "Look, we're on, we're on a Zoom, and we were recorded way before this." <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, God, you know how much space would get taken up if I put all the podcasts on the Zoom. Oh my gosh, Jesus, that'd be fun though. That'd be a fun way to have the network, like in Zoom form, just like click on Journey into Comics, go through each episode. Like it'd be fun. I'd be down. Now you might have given me a project. Or you could just go on your favorite podcast platform on your oh, phone and download oh. the latest or the oldest. Oh, 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 look at that. White Zoom. Fuck yeah, bro. This OG. I would, gig. Ki- I would kill a man for this. I wish I wish I could find the charger because I would legitimately plug this in right now. Amazon has chargers, bro. Just buy one. I, I have this one and the blue one. I don't know where the blue one's at. And I've got the brown one that's the Halo exclusive. So between you and I, we have I've all got the, the brown different... one, too, actually. I have three of them. But non, do you have the non-Halo 3 exclusive with all the shit on it, or do you have a Halo 3 exclusive? No, I have the not the non one. Because see, then they also released the blue one as a Halo one as well. So, yeah, we're Zoom talking now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make Tyler throw up in his mouth a little. Oh, Ooh. no. Uh yeah, Brie Larson confirmed that she auditioned for Rogue One. <sighs> Fuck off, Brie Larson. <laughs> My Zune is worth more than you. <laughs> oh, ouch! Did did you guys hear about uh, or did better better than did you hear? Did you happen to watch any of the New Mutants Comic Con at home thing? I haven't had it, it's in my saved like watch later playlist on YouTube. I just I just haven't had time. So the very intro of it starts with the hallway that you've seen on the very first trailer. Mm-hmm. And then the first release date pops up and then you hear scribble scratching and it gets scratched out. And then it starts again and it's the hallway and then it's another date and they scratch it out and they keep doing this until finally it's like August 28th, 2020. And then it, there's like a little like text bubble fingers crossed. 
And uh, essentially, they, they're going to release it. It's actually officially coming out, and there's nothing now that's going to delay it. Corona or high water, they're probably going to release a video on demand, I think, is probably what's going to end up happening. That's what I would have I, I would have done it a long time ago at this point, you know. <clears throat> and if you're Disney, fans need something to hope for right now or feel good about. So you've got all these fans who are, like, demanding that we get trailers for Loki and we get trailers for uh WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier and you know more information about the Eternals and all this and everything keeps getting delayed and the delays now have delays mm -hmm. and the one that killed me though is kind of a good delay because I think it might actually make it one of the most profitable Marvel movies of all time that Spider-Man 3 release date change could work so well for them if we are back to a semi-normal world by December of 2021. What? So there's a comic book coming out that is a Transformers Back to the Future crossover. No. I don't need my DeLorean to Optimus Prime. All right. Um... If the if the DeLorean's not a Decepticon, like I don't I don't I don't want to be involved in it. <laughs> what this fell? Oh my hat. Okay, um, it's it's uh, being published by IDW uh, Publishing. Right now, there's a toy called uh, DeLorean. It's, it's the DeLorean Transformer called called uh, Gigawatt or Gigawatt. He says Gigawatt in the movie, and it's. Running for a pretty expensive hundred dollars or so on eBay, but apparently they announced uh, more details about the previously teased Transformers Back to the Future crossover miniseries. The four-issue comic will be written by Kavan Scott, best known for his work on IDW Star Wars Adventures. And Great Scott, huh? Great Scott. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> And feature art by Juan Samu, who uh, works with the publisher on their Marvel action title, uh, Black Panther. The comic is set for a launch in October. We got a lot of comics in October, guys. Um, per the official description, in the first issue, Marty McFly returns from the adventure of a lifetime to a new, better hill valley. That is, until Marty and his friend Doc Brown's time machine attracts the attention of the Decepticons. With one small mistake, Marty finds himself once again thrust into action to uh, to unravel a Decepticon plot in the past, present, and future. Now with the help of a new converting time machine, the Autobot called Chigawatt. Yep. Megatron's going to become Marty's dad. It's just he, They're just going to turn Megatron into Biff. <laughs> Megatron's going to bang in Marty's mom. God, I oh. would bang Marty's mom. Oh yeah. So speaking of comics, uh, <laughs> just like how I mumbled and like. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got two things. One, what do you guys think of Keanu Reeves doing his own comic? I think it's badass, personally. Yeah, I meant uh, we were going to talk about that last week, and then I kind of like forgot about it. Yeah, I, I wanted to bring it up, it. and I forgot about it too. Basically, uh, Keanu Reeves is doing this totally original story. Um, you know, I had the article pulled up at one time and I don't want to dig for it, but like it's Keanu Reeves. So, you know, he's not, at least to my knowledge, he's not involved in trafficking children. Um, 
He's a pretty good dude. And the guy's had an awful life, minus being a celebrity. So uh, I, I want to support any and all works that this man is involved in. Um, but it's like a futuristic, like uh, like sci-fi comic. It looks pretty neat. So Interesting. I'm going to have to check that out for sure. Yeah, it's, it's where like he's immortal, I believe. Yes, yes, that's what it was. So they also released uh, a new trailer for Bill, or for, uh, Bill and Ted. Mm-hmm. Face the music. Yes, they did. And uh, it's great. It's absolutely fantastic. I cannot wait to see this movie. Girls, what are you doing in hell? We died. Oh, how are you guys doing? Well, we're in hell. I mean, other than that, pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> but my next question was going to be, so uh, like earlier this month or end of last month, you know, I got really antsy and excited about... Uh, Marvel acquiring the rights to Alien and Predator from uh, Dark Horse, or the publishing rights anyway. Uh, you know, you guys aren't huge Dark Horse fanboys like I am, but... But it makes sense, guys, though, because now that Disney owns the, the like the Fox properties. Right. Have you guys ever read any of the Alien vs. Predator comics? No. no, sir. Dude, they are great. Have you ever read any of the great hits such as Batman versus Predator. I remember it. Negatory. But I never read I it. I do know of it. Or Batman versus Aliens. I didn't know about that one. What? Yep. Yep. So I was doing some digging the other day because I saw an article on comicbook.com that said the greatest DC universe crossover that you won't be able to get anymore. And it was basically just hyping up how awesome the Batman versus Predator, Batman versus Alien crossovers are, and excuse me, I'm drinking this beer. Now that uh, um, now that Marvel has acquired the publishing rights, like they're never going to run that 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 will never run again. So basically, because there's been a lot of uh, DC Alien versus Predator crossovers, there's. Batman versus Predator, Superman and Aliens, Green Lantern versus Aliens, Superman versus Predator, uh, Judge Dredd versus Aliens, Predator versus Judge Dredd. I mean, there's like 20 or 30 more. Uh, Superman versus the Terminator. But that would be know, interesting. I didn't know if you guys had ever partake or partook i mean i have partaken but not in of these comics <laughs> yes. we're, we're talking about two different questions here now bro i mean uh but no i actually was not aware a lot of those crossover comics happened uh i love crossover comics they can be fun i just think that and maybe this is me being kind of a cynical nerd it's really difficult to sell me on a crossover story between two completely different universes like even back to the future transformers there's still like okay you could kind of say that's possible cuz they do take over cars okay i kind of get it but then like the physiology and the science between those two as wow cool mike stand just fucked up on me and broke oh shit awesome excellent so yeah continue while i'm handling this jazz all well, I was going to ask you something like, you know, you're talking about things that are different. Like, I, like fundamentally, you know, Superman versus Aliens is a little bit weird, but Batman versus, like, the Batman uh, Predator and Batman Alien crossovers, like, it's a really, really good storyline 
Um, but something like Judge Dredd versus Aliens, you know, that's just something that works. Like, that's it's all sci-fi already anyway. Um, so I don't know. Fuck it, I'm just gonna hold this thing until I fucking figure it out. Don't, don't you care. do that half the time anyway? Sometimes I have to. Yeah, it's really stupid because I really wanted to be hands free, but apparently I can't. I can't win today. So, so apparently G four is coming back. I saw that a little bit ago. G four, the gaming uh, TV network. I'm not sure how what format's going to take. Like in the modern, uh, they don't era. even know. No, I would imagine if I were them, I wouldn't focus on being on network television. What I would do is I would do uh, YouTube and Twitch to have a channel. To form a media hub around it, and if you go onto um, the free TV uh, apps, Pluto TV, uh, Roku, Xfinity, uh, you can actually uh, you'll see like a, a live streaming channel for just Fail Army, and it's just twenty four seven, nothing but Fail Army, and it's and it's blocks of and with and they put automatically put ads during it and everything. I could see that being a thing, you know, for for some of their shows and and what. Well, they were saying like like uh, specifically. That's the that's the word in the English language that I was trying to find. Specifically, G four and Attack of the Show would be the two that they're trying to bring back. Yeah. Um, you know, I miss I miss G four. You know, it used to be a, like one of my most watched TV networks. A lot of good game reviews. You know, it was what IGN, GameSpot, and you know all those uh, basically YouTube channel, all those media outlets are now. Um, you know, a little bit ahead of their time, but then it quickly became. Remember when it became more like cheaters and cops? Yeah, and, and like Pawn Stars than it or, or uh, Storage Wars than than like actually video game material. Yeah, that's. That's like that's when it started to go down. Like it basically became uh, Spike TV light. Yep. Yeah, and then Spike TV is not even Spike TV anymore. It's Paramount TV. Yeah. But I cannot win for fucking losing. So the mic stand broke. I'm finishing fixing that. I look to my right. There's a spider coming down from the ceiling. I had to catch it with the bottle and kill it. I mean, whatever. PP and but, Spider Death Volume hey, Two. Don't kill hey. them, they're great. It, it typically I wouldn't, but I can't just let him hang out by my face. Why? He's not gonna fucking he's not gonna get in your nuts. I don't want him in my nuts. Yeah, I hope he, he doesn't get in my nuts. He can't get in your nuts. Now he's dead. He is swimming with the fishes. That's and by awful. fishes I mean the bottle water that I you guys, only had a swig left. Do you guys remember uh the show Spider Man Unlimited? Yes. Yeah. When he when he went to Counter Earth to follow yeah. Jameson. Jameson and then Venom and Carnage. Yep. Yeah. My kid my kid and I started watching that today. Nice. What a badass fucking show. That was like I remember I remember the whole premise of that show now and why it was so awesome because it was Batman's or I'm sorry, it was Spider Man's version of Batman Beyond. Yeah. We need more we need Batman Beyond and Spider Man Unlimited to make comebacks. I agree. I love Batman Beyond. It's one of my favorite uh, iterations it's of the, the character. Best, it's the best iteration of the character. And like it follows the Bruce Tim verse from the animated series, which is one of my favorite. I, I love how they're doing that in comic form now. 
Yes. Uh, you know, continuing the animated series and, and that. Have you guys read any of those yet? I haven't read them, but I've seen them. However, They're very short. I did watch, uh, unrelated but kind of related for Batman. I watched the first um, uh, sixty-six Batman animated special. Yes, the Return of the Cape Crusaders. Have you guys watched that? That's the one with William Shatner's Two Face. Not that one. No, that that one's the second one. Okay, I don't think I've seen the first one. Then so the first one it, it features Riddler, Penguin, Joker, and Catwoman. And they hitch a ride onto Russia's, uh, I believe it's Russia, but it, it's like a rocket. Sputnik. And so they're going to try and take over the world from space. I, I'm not sure how that works. But like Catwoman space has. Space Force. Cat, uh, yeah. Catwoman. Tyler, are you muted? No. Okay. Okay. I was. It kind of freaked me out. All right. So she does something to Batman, and uh, makes him basically evil, and then he makes evil clones of himself to replace everybody in town. First, he does it to replace the commissioner, and then, uh, and then the mayor, and then he does for the judge. So he's just, it's, and, and then the chef. And they're all just and so it's Batman with the chef's hat on. I was gonna say, are they all wearing the costume? <laughs> they're all wearing the costume, <laughs> but one's wearing like a police hat. <laughs> Spider cop. Yeah, it it's so ridiculous and stupid. I loved it, and it it was. I can't wait to watch the second one. I believe that they're on. I watched it on on, uh, on HBO Max. And that makes uh, sense. I'm pretty sure it's on there. Man, uh, I I put it on, and you know. It, like I was so happy when it released, and I never got around to watching either one of them. And so now that they're on there, I watched the first one, and I can say it's a thumbs up for me. It was just exactly the same right tone because that's what I love about uh, comics and uh, comic book characters. You can have multiple different versions of them, one more kid friendly, one more goofy, one more dark, and you know you can have a, a, a the, the literally the same character, but like four different iterations for whatever audience you're going for. Well, and I like I like that everybody can, like regardless of the audience, like everybody can pick out their favorite iteration. Yeah, like especially with like ad, an, I, you know I look at animated series as the same way. Like, yeah. if you pull up Disney Plus right now, there's like six or seven different Spider-Man animated series. Like, For there's animated series ones. that I didn't even. There's old ones. There's new ones that I didn't even know existed. Yeah. Um, you know the the 90s uh spider-man animated series that you know the continuation was uh, <laughs> not spider-man beyond uh unlimited unlimited thank you spider-man unlimited you know th that was the continuation of that series basically like th that is almost my favorite iteration of spider-man you know because that was the spider-man that most of us were exposed to the most x-men 2 was the precursor to that you yep, know yep 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 and so like you know, when Marvel Comics was doing so terrible in the '90s, those shows kept those characters alive. Yeah, I, I remember Wolverine. Hey, bub. Hey, bub. You know, hey, bub. Do you think that those shows on the on the fo like like the different Fox cartoons are also partially a f a responsible for the downfall of Marvel Comics because they were kind of funneling a lot of their better ideas to the TV show? 
or finding ways to rework ideas from the TV show or for the TV shows and mm. didn't pay as much attention to the comic quality because the 90 comics are just for the most part shit and bad unless it has a first appearance. See, I don't know, though, because I mean, that to me would almost be like Marvel. Like that would be something that I think a Marvel like studio exec would would like put in a blog on the internet so someone could say, yeah, I mean, it, it totally makes sense why the co- company suffered in the 90s. Um, Comics you know, in general because, were kind of down yeah, in the 90s, it, it, except for, like, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Tyler, but the no, hip right. the hip thing was the independence, like Image and Spawn, that they, they were successful. You know, it's right. not like you didn't have successful books. What I think really happened with Marvel was maybe the similar thing not exact, but maybe the same idea of they just had like of like what happened with the Atari 2600 where you just had no quality control. You had games getting released that just were terrible and people bought them and hated them and then they didn't want to buy any more games. For comics, there were a lot of different, they just expanded. Like, you, you know what's great about comics? More comics. Print all the comics. And so when you have... 5,500 different issues and series to follow, you're basically just, you're watering down the product. And well, the way, that's kind of what that I feel I, like happened. The way that I look at it too, like I, I remember, you know, I, I haven't been into a comic book store as an adult, like legitimately, like have not been to one as an adult. Um, you know, I remember going to Castle Comics down on 4th Street like every weekend when I was a, a kid in the nineties, if like comics overall were struggling and I totally agree with Brandon, but if Marvel comics were that bad, they wouldn't have sold any like comic comic book shops that survived on the, the back of Marvel comics wouldn't have been able to stay open, you know? So I don't, I don't know. It, it's, it's hard to say really, especially with it being, you know, 30 years ago at this point. I honestly, you know, we can look at that era. That era is not really desired for collectors. Um, you know, uh, eras before that were, but we, but we all know that that Marvel almost went out of business in that era. Right. You know, and then they sold movie rights and that, and, and then that led to the current era of them trying to get movie rights back, you know, now that, and, but when you look at it, you know, the company itself, like as far, like they started to rebuild themselves as a comic book company. Mm-hmm. And become more successful, and only after were they able to, you know, like Civil War was a big success for them. The first Civil War, you know, that was a landmark event in our lifetime, in our history. Uh, that that encompassed their all, like they they used it to encompass all of their, like they 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 coalesced almost all their books into this event, and it was a huge success. And w- mm-hmm. what happened right after that? the launch of Marvel Studios and then Iron Man 1. What happened after that? They started doing Iron Man 2. They started working with Universal to do the Hulk movie to coalesce that in. They're like, well, you know, maybe we'll try and work some of this stuff together. The whole big picture wasn't, for MCU, wasn't completely there, but they were trying to tie stuff in. They built up the brand from brokenness, from bankruptcy, to getting bought by Disney. Mm Mm-hmm. To where now they are a company under that umbrella that has a bankroll behind them. When I think, you know, I, I really like that you brought that up, but, you know, 
I think Nate and you and I, each one of us has brought up at some point, like we give a lot of credit to Iron Man one, Iron Man two, and we forget to bring up the original X-Men trilogy. Yes. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Where would the MCU be? You know, I'm not going to include the second and third X-Men movie because they were fucking garbage. Uh, But the first one, you know, especially like, especially as a kid, like, that revitalized my love for a lot of the X-Men because now I could see, you know, I could see, oh, fuck, that's Wolverine. Like, that, that fucking buff Australian dude, like, that's Wolverine, man. Now I'm going to well, hide under my bunk bed and jack off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, even before X-Men, what got them uh, the balls to try and put this on screen? Blade. Yeah. Blade, yeah, Blade yeah. was a success. So then you had finally it was a, enough a success to get Fox to go. Let's okay, let's actually greenlight this and let's do this. They got a script from David Hayter. They got, um, I believe Feige was involved with that in some way, right? With mm-hmm. yeah, he was yeah. the producer, I think. He was an assistant producer, I do yeah, believe, on yeah, the first right. movie. Yeah, early. And he's actually one of the people that came to them and said, "Hey, we should make this interconnected. We have a yeah, lot of they, gold. They, we can." Talked about that before on the show, you know, yeah. But I mean, yeah, and what happened right after X Men? Sony did Spider Man, right? You know, uh, comic book stuff was very on shaky ground because of like how how much they watered down the Batman product, and how that it went from being a monster to being a joke by the end of it. And then you know, Warner Brothers was scared to touch it for a minute. They let that sit, and then they let a couple different projects come and go their way until they finally landed on uh, No One's project. So well, don't for, don't forget the old Superman flicks either. Like yeah, from the seventies. Yeah, if that was the only like uh, comic book, like live action comic book product that we would have gotten, like I, I don't I don't know that comic books would have survived the nineties realistically. Well, uh, okay, so because of their success, we got the Batman movie, right? But also, also originally. The original Batman movie wasn't going to be serious. It was going to be a modern 80s ha-ha take on the 60s. Right. And it was going to star Bill Murray and Eddie Murphy as Batman and Robin. Okay. But then they got Burton on board, and he was dead set on doing a serious take. And that's what they went with, and they and, and they bought into it. As, a, as an aside, I would love to see an 80s movie where you have Bill Murray in his prime, Eddie Murphy in his prime, oh. just playing off of each other as Batman and Robin. That would be Shit, hilarious. Batman, I ain't doing that. Yeah, doing sexual innuendos, doing all this different stuff. You have Bill Murray being Bill Murray as Batman. That would be absolutely I would I would love to see it because it would be just ridiculous. It has so much potential. I'm glad we didn't get it because we got what we got. And it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Same with Nate. And that's why it's in the intro of the show now. You know, uh, that we got Nicholson playing a comic book character at the height of his career. And then we got Michael Keaton, a comedian, a, a comedic actor, playing a serious role that, that people sent in petitions to get him removed from the project because he was going to ruin Batman. Right. Just like the same thing happened with Heath Ledger. Same thing happened with Affleck, you know? And it, it happens let's every not time. Forget, yeah, let's not forget, too, like, 
Nicholson's Joker is probably one of the most uh, unappreciated or underappreciated like big screen performances of a villain like ever. Well, it unfortunately it is now because we have so many other examples. Right. You know, I mean, Ledger came in with his version and completely it took off because it is so good because he plays a different maniac version of it. Whereas Nicholson's kind of doing like a, it's a, it's a different take on the Romero style in a way. Mm-hmm. So it, that is absolutely fantastic. I like how Nate, he got up in the most awkward of ways. He like, okay, see now he's doing the Riker. I don't know if you ever watched <laughs> next generation and how, yeah. and how commander Riker sets down in a chair. He walks up to a chair and just lifts his entire leg over the back yep. of the chair to sit down. Yep. <laughs> it's like what he just did that. Um, you know, we've been talking on, on, on the show for the past couple weeks about all this cool Batman stuff, and I'm super excited for everything. I want to see it. I want to see it all. I want to just ingest all this cool stuff that we've got coming down the line. And unfortunately, a lot of it is all canceled, or not canceled, but been delayed and delayed and delayed. Uh, Tenet got fully delayed, and definitely we don't even know a date. Spider-Man got delayed. That was not, you know, uh, Avatar got delayed. S- Star Wars has been delayed. That Spider-Man delay, though, I was saying earlier, is maybe the best case scenario for that movie. Putting it holiday 2021, a Spider-Man Christmas movie, home run. I guarantee you it's like the highest gross. Is that what's going to be called, Spider-Man home run? No, that's it's going to be called Spider-Man. Stay home. (laughs) Spider-Man, wear a mask and stay home. Can you imagine if they did the whole movie via Zoom? And (laughs) uh, but okay, no, I don't think they're going to change the script because the script is done. They were going to start. They're going to be finished filming by February, which this is if they're going to delay it a little bit, it might mean that they don't start right on time, which means Holland doesn't have to go from filming Uncharted right to filming Spider-Man. So he can have doing right now. He is. He's filming Uncharted right now. And I'm and I'm excited to see their version of that and, and see see what that looks like. Yeah, I'm a uh, Wahlberg is supposed to be playing Sully though. Sully, right? yeah. Well, it was That's funny. Weird. Okay, well, what's funny is that this movie has been in development or you know supposed so long that they were eyeing him to play Drake at one point, but it's yep. been so long that he's gotten older and now they're like, all right, we're playing like that early days. You know, uh, Drake is in his early twenties. Sully's a bit, you know, he's in his forties. So you know, they're around the same age group for both of them. I always said that Bruce Campbell would have been a perfect Sully. Yeah. Well, he was actually rumored to play Sully at one point. I at thought. one point, yeah. And, um, uh, and, yeah. And, 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 but see, I'm excited what they come up with because I finally got to show Nate a while back, but that fan film that came out with a year or two ago with, with Nathan Fillion, with Nathan Fillion and uh, the guy from Avatar that played Sully. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he played the villain, uh, that, that military villain from, yep. from, from Avatar. That was such a good short fan film it was great oh my gosh it, it it nailed the feel it nailed the 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 action the the comedy and that's just what it is you, you you've got to nail all of them it can't be all serious because nathan drake is always saying something uh you know as a joke he's always like what i always loved about nathan drake is that he always survives something really crazy and he's laughing about it as he's standing up like he's like, oh my god, I can't believe I made that. <laughs> <laughs> but Nate, speaking of Uncharted, 
I do need to say, Ollie is only two chapters from completing Uncharted 4. Wow. He is killing it, dude. He has beat the first three, almost the fourth game now. Beat Spider-Man officially. Killing it. And awesome. I beat a game. Yes, this is okay. So we we're 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 probably gonna have to wrap it up here right after this story. But let's get this in. Tyler doesn't know this yet, does he? Uh no, he is completely oblivious to what I'm about to say. So uh, the game's only been out since 2014. It's gone through a regular edition, a remastered. Now there's a sequel that's out. It also had expandable content, and I finally sat down and beat the game, the OG game, and its extent, its DLC content. I beat The Last of Us. A game I had never until this past couple weeks really spent a lot of time. I mean, I think I was literally in the second level of the game when I stopped playing it. I, I, at, now that I've beat the game, I was like, wow, I stopped really early. Like, I got really discouraged because I and I and I told Brandon this, you know, my issue was I thought the game was more like Resident Evil fucking go in, kill all your guys, hurry up, you know, take out all your clickers and all your runners and everything, your boomers or whatever. And I didn't really consider the stealth element. And then he said something. I don't even think Brandon meant to say it. He was just talking about how, like, quality and stealthy the game Last of Us is. And I was like, stealth? I'll try stealth. And I I had a great time. I loved the game. It was absolutely phenomenal. That is That is one of the greatest, most heartfelt, most intense and emotional electronic journeys. It's it's not a video game to me. Like it's electronic it's a, journey. It's not an it's not a video game. It's not a movie. It's not like a script that a playwright made. It is a literal electronic walkabout. Okay, that is it is an electronic vision quest. Like I've got some fucking peyote. <laughs> and I've got some fucking uh, some electric peyote in my veins, and shit's about to get zesty. Like. <laughs> I cannot believe that you waited, like, from... Nate, that was six years ago! Okay, so fair point. I never bought it on PlayStation 3. and because uh, Okay, so I didn't buy it on PS3. And neither did when, I! Then when I got my PS4, second game I bought, Last of Us Remastered. And it's set on a shelf. And I, and I started my, it. That was my first one. Ah, well, I started it. And then I don't know if I got dis. I know I got discouraged because I couldn't beat the first real section with clickers, and I didn't really understand. Like when you go down to that office building the first time with Joel and Ellie, you're just like ah. But um, what about like all the tutorials that say, "Hey, you have to be quiet." <laughs> <laughs> like it's spelled like it. Legit Let, let's go back out. to twenty. <laughs> let's go back to twenty fourteen, and I. I was working a job that literally made me want to kill myself. You're hey, aware of too. how that goes. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I think my mental just was not as strong then. And I don't think I co collected all the information on how to do well in this game. It now. didn't click with him. It did not ah. click with me. Uh, ha, ha, ha. The electronic solo bugaloo did not click with Nate. Yeah. Uh, electric <laughs> but, uh, peyote. Uh, electric peyote. It's an electronic walkabout. But. Uh, a couple things. So I love the story. I thought that it's very well done narrative wise. I think they continuously intelligently keep the player guessing. And I mean that by there are moments where I was like, oh, shit, they're killing X. And that doesn't necessarily happen. Or, oh, shit, this moment means this is going to happen. And that doesn't or does pay off. 
And I loved it. I really genuinely enjoyed the game so much that the day after I beat the game or the night that I beat the game, the next morning I woke up, played left behind, got the Ellie Riley story, finished seeing how, how she kind how of awesome was that DLC. Awesome. Like, it was incredible. Fantastic. For only being about a two hour journey yep. that you go on. It is I'm, one of the I'm most really glad that it wasn't longer. Correct. It's perfectly timed. But what mm -hmm. I'm saying is like they well crafted. They almost I'm just going to say something. Hopefully it doesn't ruin it for you guys. It was very arrow to me. And what I mean by that is they did a great job of telling a story from the past that intertwined with what was happening with the story in the present. And the resolve from what is happening in the past helps you to resolve what's happening in the present and like how you relive moments in your life and have to uh, overcome obstacles differently. And of course, Ellie being in the mall trying to get to the helicopter and then of course being in the mall with Riley and, and then them both uh, ending up bit, which, uh, you know, we still don't have a, 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 like an even further payoff. I feel like there's more of that story that could be told. Maybe uh, I haven't beat last of us too, obviously, but maybe it's, it's in there too. But one thing quickly without spoiling anything, the guitar strumming at the beginning of the last of us part two listen naughty dog stop trying to break my heart 42 seconds into a goddamn game like you picked the saddest fucking song whatever it is and then like the fact that you get to play the guitar with the fucking touchpad was so innovative i was like yes we're using something on the controller that we don't ever use so that's have song. you seen all the video oh sorry brandon go ahead uh, uh first off yes what you were gonna say the people have done covers because later on in the it's game, you, you can pick up the uh, guitar and just practice and play chords. And also, I'm not sure if you figured it out, but the touchpad when you when you sh when you just you can do single strings instead of just doing one move motion. You can go. You it'll take you a minute to figure it out, but you can literally play "Nothing Else Matters" open stringed on there. And people do That's covers. Awesome. People have done "Hurt" Johnny Cash, which is probably the uh, most song that's like apropos for that entire run of last of us part two my god uh but the song you were talking about nate that is a pearl jam song called future days and it was on the 2013 album that came out mm -hmm. that in in lore for the last of us never came out because yep. uh because uh the infection day or outbreak day was in september of 2013 of 2013 and so when asked about this in an interview, director Neil Druckmann, they're like, okay, so how does Joel know that song? And Neil said, he saw he saw them do a, he goes, the album never came out uh, before, but they did a live performance of it on YouTube and Joel saw it. And then Joel learned how to play it. Huh. Is there any uh, actual... Like, if you look in the timeline, is there a live performance on YouTube that did happen before? The in real life, yes. In real life, yes. Clever. Okay. Um, so that was fucking his... fucking props. That's clever. Yeah. Um, but just to... And just to quickly, briefly, 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 briefly re-tread re some water. Brando and I treaded really quickly a few episodes ago. Uh, I love the Abby character. I'm digging this character. I don't really... I just started playing as her a little bit in Last of Us 2. Um, I'm on my way, I think, or I'm just getting to the the town, you know, after her and Owen first see it, you take over control. I just finished okay. that first. Still pretty day, early on. So very early on. But like, I don't understand how any human person one hour into this game, which is right about where I'm at, 
could leave a review and say it's the fucking worst game and it ruined the series because it doesn't tell you anything. It didn't do anything to the fucking series, you stupid assholes. I will agree with Tyler about this being a electric peyote walkabout because both games succeed in that. Mm-hmm. But they're both drastically different journeys. And I feel like that is the one thing they have in common. Whereas the second game could have been the first game again. They could have done that. You know, just like Uncharted 2. You know, I love Uncharted 2. They made Uncharted... That's a lot of the same beats from the first game, though. It, it, but it makes it better. It, it, it's, it's, it's Uncharted, two, it's Uncharted but better. The Last of Us Part 2 is Last of Us but better. But what I loved about it is that they took... Uh, a lot of they didn't just do that. Tell us that same story again. They they went forward and they took risks and they decided to tell the story that fit into this world. And I can't wait for you to get further in the game. I'm uh, I'm excited, man. It's uh, this is quickly becoming one of my favorite series. Like, uh, you know, everybody says, oh, it's one of the greatest games of all time. Had over 200 awards for the first last. Oh, us, dude, you know? first game, all, all kinds of accolades. The uh, first game why. is one of the greatest games of all time, and. Uh, the only reason why the second game isn't one of the greatest games of all time is because the first one is. Um, it, I mean, that's just. I mean, that's. It's. And lesbians. Yeah, yeah, and lesbians. People are mad about that. People are mad about lesbians. But, but what I will say, is that, you know, they they were going to be hard pressed to beat that first game. They didn't even want to. And they didn't want to, and they didn't try, and that's why I love it. That's why I love it because any attempt would have failed. And instead, they did the, They told their story. They did their thing, and I freaking loved it. Mm-hmm. And it, it touched me in ways that is very hard to describe without spoiling anything. Nate, I cannot wait for you to text us. When when are you going to play the game next? Uh, depending on how the night plays out, if uh, the the little one gets to sleep in a reasonable hour, I, I would okay. like to try to play a little bit more tonight. I, the, the next couple days is really crazy for the nerds who are already experiencing it. Monday is the hangover day for all these nerds that have been playing the Pokemon Go Fest. Uh, usually they have a, a Go Fest event that happens in a major city. A yeah. bunch of people come. It's like 50 to $100 a ticket to get into the event. Obviously, coronavirus prevents that. So this year they said, hey, 15 bucks wherever you live, play. We'll have all the same kind of spawns, all the same kind of cool shit. You're just not going to have the experience of walking into Pokemon Go Fest and in Chicago or Boston or cool. wherever. You know, so I'm excited. We're going to be doing that in the next couple of days. But uh, I really want to want to kill uh, the the weight of playing The Last of Us too often and get through it. It's about a 24-hour journey. It, it's like double the length of the original game. Uh, so it like it will like knowing you and how you play games, you're a little bit of a slow burn kind of guy. Uh, so I do expect that. But I also, if you're gonna like the next time you play, like 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 definitely keep us in the loop about stuff that you're thinking about. Now that I know that you're playing it. Because I didn't, I, I didn't know that you had started it yet. Because you hadn't said anything yet. I, I had just, I wanted to save it for the show because it was kind of, you know, fun. But yeah, I got up my first hour of uh, The Last of Us Two, and I, I obviously, as we talked about, beat the first one. Um, how did you like how the facial animations and the and the motion capture? It just, it looks so much lifelike compared to the first one. Yeah, like it's just from the get go. Oh my gosh, the very first scene of him like cleaning the guitar and t- retelling the story to Tommy. Yes, and then 
Tommy's like, what'd you do? And then you just see the look that he has on his face and the eye movement gave me chills. Yeah. It gives me chills right now thinking about it. You know, I started playing a different game, Ghost of Tsushima. Because and, and and I stopped playing through my replay through of Last of Us Part Two. I almost want to stop playing Ghost of Tsushima and go back and finish my last playthrough of Last of Us Two. One, I haven't got to play Ghost in almost a week. I haven't got to play anything in almost a week. Number two, I want to go through those uh, where I'm at, like storyline wise. I want to go through some of those story beats again and just experience it again. And the benefit of playing the game again is same thing, same way with playing the first one again, is that you 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 now know where it's going to go and you can you can experience some of the little things with you know with uh, you know now with the knowledge of where it goes and you'll get to notice the little things cuz Nate there's something mean you haven't had a chance to talk about and this will be one of the last things we say here on the show there is an ad lib line in the last of us part 1 the very, the opening cut scene is when uh, uh Joel's daughter Sarah gives him the watch for yep. his birthday and then she passes out on the couch. They they mocapped him carrying her to bed. The actress and everything. They they did that. And then he laid her down and the actor, Troy Baker, you know, shout out to you, motherfucker, because he said, Good night, baby girl. And it wasn't in the script. Damn. And then oh. Later on, the David chapter. The David chapter and Ellie kills that pedophile motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Bashing his brains in with a machete, losing her shit because he was trying to kill her, do all the shit. And Joel grabs her and she starts attacking him for a second. And he's like, calm down. It's me. It's me. And she breaks down in tears, emotionally exhausted, physically exhausted. And he holds her and said, it's all right, baby girl. Oh, subtle, but amazing. Now, now that you know that and you're, you can, if you go back and if you ever replay that game and you'll see the slow change between how those characters interact. The beginning of the game, Joel is very quiet. She's very talkative. She's trying to break that tension. Near the end of the game, she's very quiet, and Joel's more talkative. It's fucking great storytelling. Brilliant. They 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 did a fan... They, like, honestly, they did a fantastic job, and it's original. It's its own thing. It's oddly timed that I played this, like... What the fuck is happening in my world where I'm playing all these games that are talking about like what is really happening in the yeah. world? Like, oh, <laughs> post-apocalyptic pandemic. Here we go. This is this is what it's your life. This is your life. What mate. I really like though is that you know they you know Neil and then uh, Bruce Daly, who is uh, his co-director for the first la- first game, as well as Uncharted Two and Uncharted Four. You know they did Uncharted Two, then The Last of Us together, and then when they worked on Uncharted Four, I know all of us has played it. The sheer advancement of how much more personal that story is and how much deeper the characters are compared to the first three games. Yeah. It's not, it's not an Indiana Jones video game anymore. It, it, it's yeah. not, it's not, 
hey, I've got uh, boy Lara Croft, Tomb Raider yeah. anymore. It's This is a meaningful story. The return all, of Room Tater. All the <laughs> little shit, all the little shit that we have hinted at and sprinkled for three video games. Like, hey, now it matters. Now yes. it means something. And that's what makes that game. You know, a lot of people say what's your favorite. For a long time, I always said two. Even though I, even though I love three, I love all of them. But then after playing four, it's like, no, it's four. Because four yeah. made me fucking tear up. And the other ones didn't. You know, both Last of Us games made me tear up. The second one made me fucking ball like a baby. Um, Damn. And I'm not, a, I'm not ashamed to say that because it, it, it affected me emotionally. And uh, I can't wait for you to, get to, to play more, Nate. So, uh, yeah, we've gone a, an hour and 40, right? R- yeah. Roughly here on the show. We talked a little comic news. There's not much talk about this this week. Comic-Con is this weekend. The Comic-Con at home stuff is this weekend, yeah? Yeah, but it's limited. You don't have a lot of the companies that are doing really huge yeah. things. It's a lot of smaller stuff. Certain shows are having panels and stuff. It's nothing like, obviously, what San Diego Comic-Con was, which sure. is unfortunate. But but it's yeah, something. You know, we're recording this on Friday night, so if there's any news that have that has broken, uh, we'll probably cover that next week or here on the show. But I think that uh, is about going to wrap it us up for us here this week. Nate, I'm so glad you finally got to beat The Last of Us. I'm so glad we got Tyler back here on the show and that we're all on here ah, together. We are the going three kings. We are yeah, three, we we are going to start mapping out what book we are going to start diving into next. Maybe even by the next episode we will have have that figured out and even roll that out for you. So, it's Tyler's pick. I thought I actually thought it would be fun if we put a poll up on the Journey into Comics social media and let all the people that like our pages or like our social medias vote. My vote is Cosmic Ghost Rider. Okay. Um, but obviously I'm into any and all things. Sure. Uh, awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm down to, to read anything as well. It's just a matter of I love the idea of putting up a poll. Yeah, uh, maybe we can each like have a couple different suggestions to put to the poll and leave it open ended for other people to add to it. Uh, that can roll out Sunday after this drops or Monday after, you know, it's on Podbean or whatever. But really quickly, I just want to thank everybody that's listening on Podbean and on all the different various platforms, because as of looking at numbers and everything, we've had a, like kind of a, a a resurgence with stuff we've got a lot more views and and stuff coming from all over the place i just want to say it's really cool that we can now say that journey into comics network has been played in over 72 different countries yes you heard that right 72 different countries and you know what's really cool about that we're probably being heard by people in other countries right now so thank you for listening wherever in the world you are uh is there anything else we want to add before we get out of here my dudes that's gonna wrap it up for me here on the show man I'm good. All right. Well, folks, as always, check out the Journey into Comics podcast on all the different podcasting platforms. Uh, with some new ones coming up soon, as soon as we get the approval, we will be on a couple new platforms as well, which I'm excited to roll out and announce. Um, but for that, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Journey into Comics. It's been JIC 306, the electric boogaloo. What the fuck did we call it? Uh, electric peyote walkabout. Yeah, an electronic <laughs> electronic walkabout. Sure. But for Journey into Comics 306, I'm Nate. I'm TY. I'm Brando. And as always, pop your caps back and fill your brains with shit. Later, guys. <laughs>